2: There's one game left for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2023, but many of you have turned your attention to off-season questions. Let's get into the first mailbag of 2024.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake. Let's go along with your host James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network and if you're new you can subscribe on YouTube, follow any way you get your podcast. and if you don't want to watch us you can listen on one of those audio only apps but if you want to see our faces as we deliver to you the best of Bengals news and analysis out there you can find us on YouTube as well. Join the group of everydayers, a group that makes us their first listen. We appreciate every single one of you who support us. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. You'll save $20 on your first purchase of tickets in the Game Time app with promo code Locked On. And James, we've got a mailbag for the people today.
0: Yeah, we do. I'm excited about this. I know we've gotten a lot of, hey, when you have that next mailbag, and we haven't done a mailbag in a while. So uh, let's... Dive into an off-season mailbag that's full of really good questions about the off-season. And what I think is interesting is the biggest issues in a lot of people asking these questions. So if we didn't name you, know that we saw them and that we just picked one. Well, let's start with at Taylor Step. How do you address all of the massive holes on the team? And he names... Uh, interior defensive line wide receiver offensive line cornerback tight end edge running back with the resources available and he mentions the Burrow deal and all of those things but just to limit the question and keep it uh, confined to that how do you think the bengals will address their biggest weaknesses
2: it's a great example of a question that multiple people asked in different ways too yeah uh, just yes. shouting out one other one that that i just saw as i was looking through the the many responses one of our most responded to mailbag tweets in a long time Bengals watch party at yeah, Bengals party was like prioritize the following needs right tackle three tech tack, nose tackle tight end running back corner defensive end wide receiver so clearly a, a thought that is on the minds of many is that this is going to be a, a tumultuous offseason with the number of Cincinnati Bengals free agents and, and the number of spots that they need to improve something we alluded to a little bit in, in a show in, in yesterday's show DJ Reader, Tyler Boyd, Chadobe Awuzie, Jonah Williams, T. Higgins, free agents. Backup defensive tackle, Josh Dupo, free agent. Tight end depth, Tanner Hudson, Mitchell Wilcox, free agents. So, quite a lot for the Bengals to deal with. And they will have to address this via free agency, either retaining some players or signing some external guys. We'll need to do it in the draft as well. And, and for this list, I don't see how they get through this offseason without spending money on the interior defensive line. I think it's a spot they know they need to be better and they have free agents. And when you lose your best player at a position, yeah, maybe you want to go address that in the draft, but they need to stabilize the spot. They need to stabilize depth. And the, the need is more than just one guy. And that's why I, I, I think that that position in particular is one where they'll need to spend money wide receiver also wouldn't surprise me if they add or retain T Higgins or add a veteran you just don't want to probably go from the group they have now to Jamar Chase and some dudes that that one I think makes sense to to spend some money as well mm-hmm. and and then for the rest of these it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting you could see it going either way I think where They've just spent a first-round pick on an edge player. They've extended Trey Hendrickson. Sam Hubbard's still under contract. Hard to imagine them spending much more money at edge, but they value the position in the draft if it's available. Running back, hard to imagine, again, them spending more money there, in my opinion. If anything, we might see them spend less money, but adding another running back in the draft if it's available, you could certainly see that. Same for tight end. Corner, I think, you're probably pretty set for the starters. You can see a veteran, but I don't think it's a big expenditure and offensive line is, is probably the big question, right? Do they try to go first round right tackle or do they try to replace Jonah Williams with himself or a veteran?
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's an interesting dilemma. Can, can you pay him? Do you want to pay him more? So they can, to be clear T, do you franchise tag him to have him on the team or do you franchise tag him to move him or do you let him walk? I think letting him walk is the least likely of the three. But there's a lot of dilemmas, and I agree with you. Interior defensive line, you go back to our post-game show, and I was like, yeah, they got their tails kicked right there. And they have to be better in that area. And whether that's investing in DJ Reader on a shorter-term contract, and I still don't know if that's going to happen, uh, where he is still available and and is able to take a more of a team-friendly deal, because I think we all assumed he was going to sign elsewhere before his injury, or if they go out and they get other pieces. But right now it's BJ Hill and a bunch of guys, just a bunch of dudes.
2: And it's not even a bunch. It's like BJ Hill and Zach Carter, and and that's it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh,
0: right, that that's fair. That's fair. But like Cam Sample rotates in and guys like that. But that's not
2: technically J Two Fellate too.
0: J Two Fellate, just the guy, mm-hmm. and it's, where they need to improve and who knows you're seeing mock drafts and a lot of people are focused on defensive lineman offensive lineman and that's why trying to keep Jonah is is an interesting debate because I could understand wanting to get cheaper in the offensive line room because you're literally spending on everyone not named Cordell Volson I also look at it and see Ted Karras has one year left Alex Gappa has two years left Maybe you could spend on Jonah, and it's not as, as dire because he is 25 years old, twenty six. like he's entering his prime, it feels like, and playing as, as well as we've seen him. So there are, there are a lot of weaknesses or potential weaknesses. I don't think any are as big as the defensive line in, in the interior of the defensive line. I think edge, it's interesting. Is Joseph Osai just going to be in the doghouse forever? Mm-hmm. It, that's a big question, and I, I do wonder. I wonder, was Sam Hubbard nicked up? And in admitting that why play Sam Hubbard this week? Why not get Miles Murphy and Joseph Osai some snaps? Um, mm-hmm. that, that's a side conversation. But I, I think cornerback has been weird. Like a lot of people are, are talking about corner, and I could totally see the Bengals looking at corner if it's the best player available. Always, like that's, they just love cornerbacks. I also think it's there are multiple spots, multiple positions that they would ideally take ahead of corner in their minds. But they're not going to reach, of course. And we have plenty of time to discuss that. But how do they how do they address them? Just uh short, short story short answer or long answer to a, a short question. Interior defensive line, I think it's a hybrid free agency in the draft. Wide receiver, totally dependent on T. I don't think mm-hmm. you can lose T and Tyler and not bring in a veteran because yeah. we haven't seen enough out of Charlie Jones. We haven't seen enough out of Andre Yosavash, and you can't sell me. And I like Trent Irwin on Trenton Irwin potentially being wide receiver two at times next year. Uh, Offensive line, it's really Jonah dependent. I think that's it. Obviously, they'll be open to it in the draft. And then from there, who knows? But those are the three big ones. Uh, Running back is interesting. I don't think Joe Mixon will be back at that money. I just don't. Maybe I'm dead wrong on that. I I think that they'll look elsewhere. I think Chase Brown will be the, the one guy that remains next year in this running back room could be dead wrong on that just a gut feeling
2: just want to quickly add that it is actually bj Hill and a bunch of guys Devonta maxwell and travis <laughs> bell also at the end of the roster uh, under contract for 2024 and playing look at jay uh it is a bunch of guys spots. it is a bunch a bushel. of bushel bushel a bushel wow the, the one other comment that that i'm just gonna float out there and probably upset a bunch of people uh, on this topic is you mentioned the money for Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's cap hit next year, $8.5 million. They've simply not gotten the production out of the running game. And, and we'll be talking about that position and that issue probably quite a bit this offseason. Some of it could be to do with the offensive line too and, and finding athletic improvements there, finding scheme improvements in the run game, whatever it is. The other one that I'm looking at for, for a, is the juice worth the squeeze from a money perspective that I don't think the Bengals are considering at all? is I would at least be sitting down and having the hard conversation and evaluation of Sam Hubbard's contract. With the amount of money you're spending on the defensive line, and he's been playing through injury that this year, so maybe that's it, but he's been playing against a bunch of embattled right tackles this year, and the production just has not been what it has been in recent years for Hubbard. who's not getting paid a ton, but like I said, if it's me, and I don't think the Bengals will do this, I'd be having that hard evaluation and really thinking about that one. Coming up next, we stay on the topic of off-season decision-making. As the Bengals face a difficult one, we'll get back into it.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to the next big event you want to go to, whether it's concerts, whether it's sports, music, comedy, theater. Well, they have you covered at game time with killer last minute deals, all in prices views from your seat and the best price guarantee game time takes the guestwork out of their guesswork out of buying tickets and the, the best part about game time. And I've had multiple people use game time, multiple listeners use game time for Bengals games this year. You can get last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. So maybe you want to see the Bengals season finale this week. That's fine. Get into the game time app And right now, well, you're going to save because if you download the GameTime app, you create an account and use code LOCKEDON, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. But again, all you have to do is create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: James, time to put on your GM cap. And perhaps an opportunity to discuss my aforementioned idea about Sam Hubbard, who again, I think this is not something... That the Bengals are considering, but Andrew Russell at Andrew underscore Russell seven asks, you're the GM of the Bengals. What are the first three to five realistic moves that you make this off season?
0: First one would be trying to re-sign T Higgins. That, that would be the first one that would be number one on my priority list. And I would offer him a, a similar deal to what AJ Brown received from, from the Eagles. So four years, 100 million. And I think he would take it. I do. I think he would take it. That's what I would do as GM. I don't think the Bengals are going to do that, so let's not get too excited. I don't think they're going to do that because they have another guy, in Jamar Chase, who can be extended this offseason. And that would be, those would be my first two moves. I would find a way to get T done, and then I would figure out what Jamar's looking for, and if I could get that done before Justin Jefferson. Now, if T wants $30 per, well, it's just not happening. But I think he would take the A.J. Brown deal. So I would offer him the A.J. Brown deal, four years, $100 million. I forget the guarantees. I would still do it. And then I, I would look at Jamar and see if you can get that done before Justin Jefferson. Because if you can keep those two, you have your core now. You have your guys on offense that you know you can build around. that, it, And that's the Bengals' ecosystem. That's the, what, what this offense is built on, is Joe Burrow and weapons. And so you don't have to worry about wide receiver in the draft. It doesn't mean you don't take one because those are just two receivers, right? It, it leaves the door open, but it's not necessarily one of those giant needs. And that doesn't mean that T Higgins is going to be here for the rest of his career. It doesn't mean that you have to keep both guys forever, but I think it's more valuable to, to sign him, keep them now. And then if it doesn't work, you want to reconstruct things down the line, you make that call then, but that's what I would do. And, and then three it's either Jonah Williams and keeping him or defensive line. And I would I would weigh the defensive line market probably at the combine and figure out how realistic it is because that's, that's what happens. Like Orlando Brown Jr., for example, he found out he wasn't getting tagged last year. He thought he was just going to get tagged by the Chiefs. Found out at the combine, little birdies, chirp, chirp, chirp. And you hear, oh, the Chiefs aren't going to tag Orlando Brown Jr. And he's going to become a free agent. What options will you have in that defensive line world, in that defensive line market? Because odds are it's either interior defensive line or pay Jonah Williams. And I think you can address one in the draft significantly. But if you don't pay Jonah, then you better be banking on getting a, a right tackle early. And same thing with defensive tackle. You may be able to get a mid tier or lower tier contributor in free agency. But you're gonna to need to bank on one early if you don't add one of these higher end plug and play type starters at defensive tackle. So that would be kind of my priority list. Shocker, it starts with weapons, but uh, I think getting T done, it just it, it makes sense to me. And and we'll see if they can.
2: I think that you need to set yourself up for the draft, obviously. And and you make a great point about sussing out the market at the combine. That's when you'll get a pretty good idea of of some of these higher end free agents and, and the decisions for them. But you go look at PFF Brad's work, Brad Spielberger's work over at PFF, does a great job projecting contracts every year. And those will be refined because he also hears things through the combine and he has his own birdies that, that adjust his expectations. But he's been so incredible at projecting contracts for free agents around the NFL within percentage points quite often, sometimes nailing exact numbers and durations. And maybe he's a little bit off on on guarantees, but T Higgins is, is definitely where it starts. And it, it's more complicated than it ought to be because they've also got Jamar Chase coming up for a deal and they just paid Joe Burrow. And so we're still thinking about the same question as we were thinking about last year, which is, do they pay T Jamar and Joe? And last year, indications were in the off season before 2023s. Uh, season started and got underway the t higgins and the bengals weren't close and so how does this year impact all of that how does this year impact the bengals approach how does it impact t's market how does it impact potential trade returns if the bengals were interested in exploring trade returns for t higgins after duke tobin last year at the combine famously said get your own but i do think that i agree with you that's where it starts then you have to figure out what you're doing with the rest of your money I think that over the course of the season I probably wouldn't be super comfortable giving Jonah Williams a multi-year starting tackle contract depending on what it is like if it's 20 million plus the no. way that Mike McGlinchey got paid and Jawan no. Taylor got paid and, and all these guys that were kind of average tackles got paid I wouldn't I wouldn't be interested but I don't think you can go into the draft with nothing, a tackle. And if they don't have Jonah Williams, they effectively have nothing. So you look at the free agent market, there are some other tackles out there, but I would make sure that you have somebody that you're comfortable with. We're going to be talking about Jermaine Illuminor again this year, again. who has had a solid year for the Raiders. We're going to be talking about guys like Mike and Wenu from the New England Patriots with a ton of versatility, but maybe not the athleticism you're looking for. And, and maybe he honestly would get paid too much to go into the draft being open to drafting A tackle as well. But the nice thing about him when, in particular, is he gives you guard flexibility if you still want to draft a tackle. So, you know, we're going to be talking about Mike when on this podcast. Spoiler alert. But if you're looking for another place where I would be interested in spending money, it might be one of Justin Matabike or Christian Wilkins. I don't know if those are realistic, but Matabike is a freak. Yeah. Do it, Jake. Do it, GM, Jake. Pull the trigger. There, that, That's something that I'm exploring, right? You have a massive contract and DJ Reader coming off the books. These guys would probably cost more, and Christian Wilkins is projected to be franchise tagged by the Miami Dolphins, and that shouldn't surprise anybody. But Matabike would be a, a pretty valid improvement if you don't have DJ Reader. Not over DJ Reader, but over what you have and, and would give you a solid starter on a second contract, much like DJ Reader is on a second contract, one of the younger free agents at the position as well. So you have to figure out where you're spending the money, whether it's T Higgins, whether it's another big free agent, whether they go for a bunch of mid-level free agents, like the Mike and one and the, I don't know. What's chase young going to get paid? Do you, do you do it? I don't know. I'm just picking names out of the mid sure. mid tier. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm
2: out on chase. I'm good. Dalton Schultz.
0: I was in last year. What's what's he going to get paid now?
2: He's projected at three years, 11. 11 a year.
0: Probably not. Probably not for Schultz. Re- Hunter Henry will get half that. And he's older, but they're not going to go long-term with tight end anyway. Like, <clears throat> Excuse me. What I think they'll do with tight end, and I guess this is what we'll do. And I don't know exactly what I'd do at tight end yet, but I would do enough to where you feel confident in what you have. But – Not so much that if Brock Bowers is staring at you at 15 and clearly the best player on your board, that you're not willing to take him. And I'm just giving you a scenario, right? Like last year, they were clearly in on Dalton Kincaid if they could have taken him. And so add to the position to where it's not break glass. Let's draft Billy Price because we didn't get Frack Ragnow in round one emergency. But but yeah.
2: Noah Fant, Grover Stewart. Like, I'm, I'm just sure. trying to name mid-range free agents where they could go get a few of those guys, and they probably need to take that approach after they sign one higher-end free agent, which is most likely to be T. Higgins, even if it is the franchise tag, just because that's a lot of money. But we have more to I, talk about in this mailbag. It's too early. I have a question about T for you. Get real deep into this. I,
0: okay. I have a question about T for you. So let's let's uh, let's do that coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. Right now, new customers, which can be you, they get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $150 for a $5 bet, win or lose. It doesn't matter about the outcome. All you have to do is go to FanDuel today. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And That means you can wager with same-game parlays. You can get in on the action. Michigan, Washington. Ooh, I know a few players in that matchup that Bengals fans are eyeing. Maybe some skill guides, Jake. Oh, yeah, we will talk about skill guides this offseason. But maybe you think you know who's going to win the national championship or you want to get in on some different prop bets. Or maybe you think Jake Browning is going to throw for 7,000 yards on Sunday in the Battle of Ohio. You can Wager on that as well with FanDuel. Go to fanduelcom slash locked on and make your first bet a layup when you place a $5 bet and get $150 in bonus bets. Again, that's fanduelcom slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: What about Lloyd Cushenberry? Get Joe's center back and reunite anyway. You you said you had a question for me, and I'll stop just naming dudes who play in the NFL and are free agents. Clyde Edwards-Alaire.
0: Oh. Yep. Are we just naming for Justin Jefferson? Oh, yep. whoa. whoa. <laughs> See, when when I get asked about, oh, what would GM James do? We're not really ready to have that conversation yet. So let's just hold off. Well, well, we'll he did say
2: realistic answer. in the question.
0: Hey, if never mind, that would sound too cut. Anyways, anyways, I'm not going to say it. Um, my question about T, are you tagging him and keeping him for 22 million ish? roughly? Or would you tag him to trade him?
2: I would tra- tag him to try to extend him. Right? That's that's the first.
0: Sure. Yeah. Sign him. Correct.
2: I agree with that. Are you playing him on the franchise tag?
0: That Like, would is... you go into a stare down with, with T. Higgins if he's like,
2: nah, I'm not doing that? I think the Bengals would. Okay. Would I? I that would... I I, I think that we're just so affected. I, I, okay, I won't speak for you. I'm so affected by what happened with Jesse Bates and the way they tagged him. Couldn't get anything done, didn't get anything for him. And now he's playing like the all pro level player that he's always thought he was. And to be fair, the Bengals didn't get this level of Jesse Bates for the last couple of years of his contract consistently. But after having that experience, it, it makes you not want to go through it again with with another homegrown second round pick who is playing has played at a very high level for the team, but you know what what's different about it is is the injury history, and and that's something that you really have to think about and and makes things much more challenging with T and with DJ Reader than than necessarily they were with Jesse Bates.
0: Yeah, I and shout out to Tony Crampo. He asked about franchise tagging T, so this kind of aligns a bit um I kind of molded it into my own to a degree but it, it was something that people were asking about I would in order of of what I would do would see I would sign him then I would tag him with hopes of signing him and then I would trade him I would tag and trade him and that's the only way they can trade him to be clear I would call the Carolina Panthers they have the 33rd overall pick I know a lot of people have ones in their head it will be harder to do now Cause there's no years of control. It's just a franchise tag. Obviously you're extending him. I would call the Carolina Panthers who I think will be desperate. And I say, we want the 33rd pick for T Higgins. And I think the Panthers would do it because they don't have a pick in the first round. It's not like they can take Marvin Harrison, Jr. The Bryce young trade, and then you get a big target for, for uh, Bryce young. And, And so that's, that's one team that stands out to me. Atlanta is interesting too. Oddly enough. I think the Molligeta ties, those matter. I think that they could certainly use a guy like T. Higgins on that offense. You never know. But, uh, no, I, I, I would Bay. trade him.
2: Green Bay, is who that? wanted him last year. Sure. They had, their, their receivers are pretty good. Like They've been uh, solid, for sure. But they don't have a guy like T.
0: No doubt. And, and maybe that's what they, they do, is they're like, hey, let's go in and get the guy that we picked Jordan Love over. We get that guy so Jordan Love can become a star in this league. Maybe they view Mm -hmm. it that way. So I do think he will have suitors. There's no doubt. And to your point, I don't think you can get nothing. And I also don't think you can have a, a free agent off season at any point in this window where you're not doing what you did with Orlando Brown jr. Or you, you, you find these veterans that want to come. Like, I think that's going to continue, but it's going to cost. And it's going to cost you that compensatory selection That you would get for t anyway so to me having him play it out and i love t is not an option tag and play it out it would be everything else starting with re-signing and trying to
2: keep him and going from there it's just getting nothing for assets when you can't can't keep them like they they historically, one of the things they prided themselves on was keeping their good homegrown players. And there were always instances where they didn't do it at positions they didn't value as highly, and safety is one of them. But we saw it with guard consistently, with Kevin Zeitler. I mean, they all go to Cleveland for some reason, but Zeitler and Steinbach. And and we saw it with Jesse Bates. I mean, some examples in recent history, at least on second contracts. But wide receiver position, we know they value very highly. It's just muddy because they have two of them and, and they're probably thinking about how much they want to actually spend on the position. Some, some interesting questions and and we're going to have time to expand on them and continue to talk about them. The last one for today, James hate it here. Love sports at my three, three, two, six, three, seven, zero five. We read the full Twitter names when they're appropriate. Would like to know what our thoughts are on acquiring a free safety, either a veteran or in the draft to let Dax dominate in the box and closer to the line of scrimmage. This is so weird.
0: The past like three days, social media has been all about Dax Hill. But I mean, I guess two days, but Dax Hill potentially like moving or not being a safety or being a slot corner or whatever. I'll say a couple of things. First off, I think the future slot corner on the team, outside of Mike Hilton, I think it might be DJ Turner. This is the first one. Two, Dax Elliots' his first year playing free safety, and he's been much better than people realize. I know he's made some mistakes, like the George Pickens. It's awful play. Awful. We'll tell you that. Dropped interceptions. But he's a good tackler. He has made plays. They use him in a bunch of different ways. They they, they trust him to, to move in the box and do all of those things and, and and guard in the slot. But he he's also easily their best option at free safety. He's still learning it. And what I think happened this year is the Nick Scott experiment failed way worse than they could have imagined. And so it made it a little harder. But I, I would be absolutely stunned, floored, whatever adjective you want to use to describe it, if Dax and Jordan battle, aren't your starting safeties in September at the start of the 2024 season. Absolutely stunned. I think that's rock solid. I, maybe they add a body in that room. Uh, you know, they could move on from Nick Scott, but I don't think either guy is threatened. I think they're banking on those two guys. They're banking on cam Taylor Britt. They're banking on DJ Turner, this young secondary to develop together and grow together.
2: It wouldn't surprise me at all if they add to that room, but I do think those are the starters because And and maybe this is just me looking at some of the other teams around the AFC, specifically the Ravens and, and looking at how they built their team, but the safe, the the Ravens went deep at safety. They have versatile guys and and you have a versatile guy in Dax Hill, like Kyle Hamilton, versatile player in the Ravens secondary and having a guy like Geno stone emerge as a backup safety gives them flexibility in their secondary. And I am wondering about DJ Turner's future as a slot corner, just given it would it would be a very different style of slot corner than Mike Hilton. They would yeah. have to adjust for that in in a big way. And and Lou Arumo seems to mostly really value physicality and, and and the ability to play the run in his corners, which is not something DJ Hill or DJ Turner has uh, excelled with this year. So. I do think that the the secondary could see some changes, but they're probably more long-term than anything immediate. Like, I think the starters for next year are probably set, barring unless, overwhelming value.
0: Yeah, unless the right guy falls in round one. Right. It, you know, or there's an injury. I mean, that's yeah. it's probably it. Because even if you spend a second-round pick on corner, I doubt that he comes in and yeah. starts right away.
2: But they do need depth. Especially DJ sure. e. Ivy coming off an ACL don't yep. know what his future is going to be Cheetos free agent don't know what his future is going to be so they will need to add some depth I think for both positions Tyson Anderson another injury and there's yeah. nobody else at safety if Nick Scott isn't back so a need for depth throughout the secondary and honestly throughout the defense with backup linebackers being free agents a need for defensive line depth I mean you can talk about every position on that defense and, and talk about a need for depth and those are things that we're going to be able to talk about this offseason but one more game of the 2023 regular season we've got a crossover and a game preview coming up for you to finish out this season and until then thanks for listening who day and have a good one